Hey, everybody, this is Christian Brindle, president and founder of Christian Brindle Insurance Services, an agency specializing in Medicare health plans, as well as the founder and admin of the Six Figure Medicare Agent Facebook community. And I am Glenn Shelton, founder and president of Lead Heroes, where we specialize in final expense and Medicare insurance leads. Every single Tuesday, guys, we have decided to come together and bring our forces together to talk about our two favorite subjects in the world, insurance and tacos. Henceforth, Taco Tuesday, let's taco about insurance. Every single Tuesday, we will live stream this show for the group Six Figure Medicare Agent at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Don't miss it. It can also be found everywhere that podcasts can be listened to, or you could watch the replay of the video up on our YouTube channel for the Six Figure Medicare Agent YouTube channel. Thanks so much for watching. Hope you enjoy, and let's get into this. We are officially live. Medicare gurus, welcome to Taco Tuesday. We are super excited to have the guru master himself, Justin Brock, joining us today as well as Christian Brindle and myself, as usual, to talk about all things, or taco about, as I like to say, all talk things. About, taco about it. Yeah, senior insurance sales related. So, Justin, welcome to Taco Tuesday. Thank you. Welcome to uh, Medicare Guru. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for, hey, thanks for coming on, and thanks for uh, letting us stream here in the group. Yeah, I mean... Thanks. Thanks for taking the time. I mean, I don't know any person in the industry that's busier than you are. So true. It's a great honor to get some time. You know, people that are harder to get a hold of than me, which seems crazy. But um, I don't think they're really busier. They just value their free time more than I do. I guess. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> hey, times, times the most valuable asset you have, right? It's the only. What do they say? The only finite resource. Yep. Only thing you can't buy. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Not love. You can love more and more and more. <laughs> you can always right. buy love <laughs> and buy more time. I'm learning that with my children. You can yeah. buy love. I am learning that. Yeah, this is true. true. So like for me, you know, I have a 14, 15, to almost 15 month old child and I can't buy her love because she doesn't give a crap about any toys I buy her. What she cares about is like the box that the toy came in. That's oh, yeah. what she wants to play with. Yeah, you're better off just getting a bunch of huge boxes yeah. and then cutting like a window in them. <laughs> Seriously. Like under six months, it's a pot and a, uh, a pot and a wooden spoon. Yeah. While we bought Seriously. all the stupid toys and all they wanted was pots. But um, you can buy their love when they're uh, seven and nine, I assure you. But it's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think it just continues to get more expensive too the older yeah. they get well the more you buy them too the like the, the, the expectation curve it's a black hole so yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so justin i i had a question i wanted to get your take on what is your opinion of all of these companies getting bought out by integrity marketing Ooh, that's a great question also, Justin, Justin, were you the one that posted the the Heartland? Someone, someone totally tricked me I with did. that. I did. I thought it was. I, I spent was. half the day just like my mind was melting. I was like, <laughs> "It's all," and they're buying everybody. Yeah. No. So uh, actually, I was talking to Tegra, and he said, "He said, yeah, they bought uh, Heartland," and, and he was messing with me. And then he forwarded me over a screenshot of this email. I think Brian Adams had sent it to him, saying, "Hey, we bought you." And it was a, the other Heartland company. And so I just thought after I, after I had been tricked, I should trick everyone else. So I took a screenshot of his screenshot and then I headed <laughs> it out where it came from and where it was going to and posted it. And I think almost everybody thought it was the other Heartland, even though it's a different logo and everything. But it's that, that was actually an ASB agency. So they're buying a lot of the ASB agencies and a lot of the FFL agencies out. I mean, I, you know, like I'm, I have mixed feelings on it. Um, I don't, you know, to each his own, I'm not sure what the integrity end goal is other than I don't really completely understand EBITDA and uh, I'm, I'm not even going to pretend to like understand it. I think most of the people that pretend to understand it don't even understand it, but the, those plays of, uh, of what they're trying to do, I think has a lot to do with leverage 
And if they have a massive amount of the broker distribution, they have a lot more, um, they have a lot more negotiating power with companies. I mean, it's already pretty clear with, you know, these larger companies, what they're able to do. Like when you looked at um, Aon Hewitt and what they were able to do with the AT&T uh, buyouts uh, or AT&T um, HRA push in 2015, they were able to get these companies to allow closed blocks of business to take new business on, even though those, like we couldn't write those blocks, but they were able to, um, they were able to do stuff like that. And then you got eHealth is able to accomplish, you know, crazy um, exclusive concepts and, and direct to consumer deals that maybe everybody else isn't able to do. So I think that um, those, they're, they're trying to do that with, with independent broker distribution being harnessed into, you know, mostly one entity. From what I've heard from other people, um, the carriers are afraid of it. And so they're actively telling groups like, you know, Heartland or AmeriLife or, you know, not AmeriLife really, because they're big enough to compete with them. But like, you know, some of your other big groups, like don't sell to integrity. They want some competition in there because that gives them a little bit of leverage back. Then there's like the fear that integrity's ideal bust and that if they get too much power, then maybe the companies, some of them will just start saying, well, screw that. We'll just figure something else out, you know, and create, I don't know, you know, I don't, but I, I'm not really worried about it. I think um, the future is so bright. I have to wear shades and the grass is greener on every side and everything's fine. And we're making tons of money and there's a lot of people turning 65 and there's, um, oh, by the way, we're working some lead heroes leads right now. Actually peaking sponsored through Heartland and Heart, the real Heartland. It's not bought out by integrity. Uh, and, and they asked me who I wanted to buy some leads from. And I said, Glenn. So they gave us about 1500 bucks worth of leads. Cause we had been doing some, some dynamite uh, stuff. And I said, give me some, give me some of those leads. And uh, we're having some good success with it. Uh, I think our guys wrote like four med subs off of those today over the phone. Nice man. Um, awesome. Anyway, so they were working really good. It. And, uh, and we're going to try to buy some more. We have a, we're actually kind of creating a, a outside sales team now too. And I think we're going to use those as one of our go-tos, if not the go-to for, um, for some of those outside sales guys. So we're working really good. So give, give you that feedback. Shy no, I know. I appreciate that. And again, I know how busy you are and, and I'm just glad we're able to help you out and, and, you know, your distribution. I know you have a ton of agents um, and one one question I had for you. So I've kind of you know been watching from a distance during this pandemic. I know you have a brick and mortar shop, which I think is awesome. I think again, most Medicare agents don't have a brick and mortar. Most of them are either selling independently or they're doing it telephonically or they're going into an agency somewhere. Um, but my question for you is, you know, how has it been kind of transitioning to selling over the phone or working with your agents and your downline and selling over the phone? Has that been difficult or have, were you guys kind of already set up for it? Just kind of curious. Yeah, so we're quasi, like I say quasi, I don't know if it's the right word, but like we we're quasi call center brick and mortar. So we were doing a little bit of both um, before. And, um, and you know, we just, we, we've always, I've always believed like the best way to sell is the one that gets me paid. So over the phone face to face, like, I don't even know why that's a like thing, like I'll either whichever one, you know? Right. Um, and so we always did it that way. Now we've shifted where we're doing a little bit more over the phone um, because, you know, even the people that are right down the road, uh, sometimes they're a little, they're like, well, let's just do it over the phone and, you know, better safe than sorry. We're still getting a decent amount of walk-in. Um, there's, I mean, it, don't get me wrong, Mississippi's still treating this stuff, you know, seriously to some degree, but we're probably a little more on the, skin-demic side <laughs> and like you know some of the northern states or you know maybe yeah. if you get too far west west of utah um but, but, but we're a bit we're, west we're, we're doing a um we're still doing a decent amount coming in too um but then uh you know and there's we still have agents that we work with that are going to people's houses in the south and they're they open you opening up the house with you know, they might be like Dermex or whatever when you come in, but I just don't think a lot of people here. Actually, it seems like the elderly people are some of the least concerned here. Dude, that's here too. Yeah. 
Yeah, I go. Yeah. So if I'm wearing a mask at the grocery store, I look around and like everyone over the age of 60 is walking around without him. I'm like, I'm doing this for you. I'm like, what is going for on? me? They're like, I made it through the war. So we had I had I had a couple come in my come in the office to see me last Friday, I think it was. And so they come down, they drove an hour to see me um, and they come in. And, you know, I'm, I have a mask on. I just always try to have a mask on when someone comes in just because I don't know what they're feeling about it is going to be. And so, um, but we're not requiring masks or anything. So they come in and they're like, they're like, get that mask off your face. You know, this is a bunch of jive. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we don't. They, here's what they do to us. We get a lot of them. They'll come in and they'll say, they'll say, um, do I have to, do I have, they'll have their mask on. They're like, do we have to wear this? And I'm like, do whatever you want to, bro. I don't. I mean, you know, please don't, please don't call for me. I don't plan on getting real close to you anyway. It's not yeah. like a back sport. You know, yeah. you can sit over there. <laughs> I'm going to sit on your lap and do the presentation. <laughs> so, I'm, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not overly concerned with it. And, you know, like you get your people that are have like extreme illnesses and things. I'm trying to, you know, I would tell them not to come in. You know, if you got copd and your own kidney dialysis first of all you're probably not the greatest prospect for me anyway but uh, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm not gonna tell you to come in you know if you're turning 65 i'm just gonna put you on a company that i don't like and uh, move on <laughs> a company i don't like <laughs> yeah. you like my that was my my my, my, my little live remark there we <laughs> You know, don't don't piss us off. We'll throw all of our kidney dialysis your way. <laughs> I'm just There's kidding. A... We don't do that. We don't do that. We put, up, we put everybody with the best company. Never, never. Um, so there's. I told Glenn this before, but our local. So in Utah, our Blue Cross Blue Shield carrier has some crazy uh, guaranteed issue. Uh, you know, um, what would you call it? Um, underwriting they, they, guaranteed issue underwriting for well, i wouldn't even call anybody. it underwriting like they, they have some um the ways of doing things i would call it in their business that they they take a lot of people guaranteed issue that we i have never seen another carrier do like they'll take a, they'll take somebody on um like a an f to an f or the same or a lesser plan with no health questions no underwriting as long as they bought their current sup after the year 2010 and they pay full commission lifetime commission um, There's a company that did that in Ohio for a little while. They stopped, and then um, I can't remember what it's called. They run an MA. They have MA and MedSup, and it's kind of a. Uh, it's not really anywhere else that I've been a part of. But um, they, there was who was another one. Um, well, I mean, you know the Move Plan In deal back in the day where they did that. Uh, they did that too. But uh, I was that trying didn't to work out. Oh, I know what we, I tell you what we did. This is something that came to mind. There were some companies that did uh, private or uh, non-broker contracts, captive only. I won't say the name of the company, so they won't sue me, but they <laughs> wouldn't work with brokers. So we didn't have a contract with them. Every time I'd get somebody to come in and they're like, like on chemotherapy in a guaranteed issue window, uh, or if they were on uh, something, I'd be like, and they had the best rate because they were cutting out, you know, commissions is probably how they're in it. But it was only like the best rate by like a couple bucks. But, and they don't anymore. But anyway, I used to be like, well, I just want to do what's best for you. This is the best rate. And they're all the same. So I'd give them their number. I'd forego <laughs> the, whatever that GI commission was just to stick them with some stuff. And they had a pretty <laughs> rate increase later. So I like to think I was a part of that, you know. I'm just doing the right like thing the, for the broker community. There you go. You're doing the right thing, yeah. Like, <laughs> Like Broke these guys, life. these guys, the, 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 our Blue Cross company, you know, will always tell us, they'll be like, look, we see you've done, you know, some business with us recently. We'd appreciate it if you didn't, you know, just throw us your sickest people. I'm like, well, what do you expect? You know, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like yeah. you're taking everybody. You're taking <laughs> yeah, everybody. Like, with Cigna, open just to, Cigna just tried to terminate one of my agents and he was writing, he was writing nothing but disability high deductible Fs and Gs with them. Uh, in open enrollment and GI scenarios, and they were like, "He's written forty, was like forty three disability med subs." And I kept, I had been telling him to stop, like doing that, because I was like, "They're going to terminate you." And I said, "The thing about Cigna is you're going to need them later on, so 
You don't want to get terminated from them. We thought we talked him out of doing it, and I told him to quit doing that. Yeah. But uh, like you know, now luckily we have plenty of MA plans coming out that we can use for those guys. But in the past, we've not had a lot here. Um, is that super rural market? But Mississippi's like ground zero for Medicare Advantage expansion this year. So, so everywhere. But, There's a, it seems like MA is getting more popular everywhere. Yeah. So I mean, um, you know, it's it's going to be uh, a, you know multiple things you know I, I think if it's sold correctly people still you know value meds up a lot um because of just the absolute freedom and no prior authorization and all that but um but yeah it's going to present a huge opportunity for us because you know here for years we've had this entire block of people that we couldn't really help and now we we're going to have multiple ways to help them this fall so we had these huge lists of people we're reaching out to and not uh and pre-aep to uh sale but the meds meds up market for us is still huge people around here love meds ups so it's just you know for years the medicare advantage got a bad name in the area so it's going to take some time to unwind it and and right. we're going to help be part of that because you know it's not a one-size-fits-all thing if you know when you have people come in and they're like you know they just got approved for disability medicare and they're like my 71 year old mom said i need a plan f and i'm like and they say it all matter of fact, like, I know I'm gonna get the best coverage. I'm like, okay, yeah, here's, you can't get a plan F. This plan G is really close. It's $458 a month. And they're like, well, you know, screw that. But I'm like, completely different. So it's not one size fits all. Um, and, uh, you know, we're, we're gonna have our biggest MA year ever this year, for sure. Uh, we're kind of estimating we'll probably do about, in this office, we'll probably do about 1,500 uh, MA apps. So it'll be, big it'll be nice i love i love what you said there about you know kind of getting like pre-calling people or getting people ready for ma plans i mean if you're selling meds up year round in your medicare broker this is such a great time to take these people who you can't help and you know we're so close we're like what two and a half months out from aep three months out from aep it's just right around the corner so you know having building out a list of you know several hundred people that you can reach out to as soon as aap kicks off you're going to put yourself way ahead of the curve by doing that. So yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah. We build out a massive prospect list. We ask them if we have permission to call them when the new, new when new plans like that, you know, come out. Um, and uh, we, we have a, a huge list of them and then you can, and then you get into like people's having their ideals of ideas of compliance. If nothing else, you can create a mail list out of them and mail them something. But um, you know, if they're reaching out to you in the first place, um, you know, most of the time they're not reaching out to us. A lot of people talk, talk about it being bait and switch. If you had somebody reach out for MedSup, but they're not reaching out for MedSup, reaching out for Medicare. They don't know the freaking difference, you know? Right. So mm -hmm. like, you know, oh, okay, well right now it's in, it's not AEP and we don't have these plans available, um, you know, and you can't get a MedSup, which is something you would be available. They're already reaching out for general Medicare. I don't really yep. know many people that are, you know, most of these advertisements are, are different things, say Medicare, not medic, just Medicare supplements. So anyway, I always get that when we talk about building a list. People are like, how are you going to reach back out to them? Well, I already talked to them. They told me I could call them back. What the hell do you no want? Permission to contact. Like, yep. Yeah, the P2C. Yeah, and I'm not going to mail them permission to contact for them. <laughs> <laughs> permission to contact is verbal. I record all my calls. So I got a yeah. P2C uh, on a database somewhere. There you go. And so um, to find if they can go through all this. <laughs> so, I mean, I, but I, I think, you know, that Medicare, you know, that stink about Medicare advantage in people's minds is still pretty real. You know, like I, I, I mean, we do, we do a lot of Medicare advantage a lot more than we do SUPS, but like I talked to someone over the phone literally in the last week with a new agent um, that we were doing a tele sales appointment with. And so it was a person that just had A and B, nothing else. They were like 68. Don't run into a whole lot of those, but every now and then. Um, so I'm going through the options. I'm like, well, I'm like, we could do a Medicare supplement for you. It would be, it would look like this. It would cost this much. And like, you'd have to get your drug plan separate, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh no, I can't afford that. I don't want to do that. I said, okay. I'm like, okay. I'm like, the other thing we could do is we could do a Medicare Advantage plan for you. And like, before I even got the word advantage out of my mouth, he's like, He's like, he's like, he's like, never call here again. And like hangs up like, abruptly. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, you know, um, it's I mean, crazy. Just think about it. 
for us, see what happened was because there was only one Medicare Advantage plan in the area. It was the Humana. Humana got a bad, really bad name because people don't, they didn't associate it with Medicare Advantage, they associated the bad plans with Humana. Don't have Humana. So anybody else that comes in with Medicare Advantage is doing just fine because they're not Humana. <laughs> so yep. it's just funny. Like they, people don't really know you know, anything about it. And then, you know, you get people on the forums and stuff that are like, you know, if you, you've got to explain it really good to your clients. So they're educated on it. I'm like, I can explain all this stuff. I mean, I've, I've talked to, you know, trial lawyers and people with PhDs and doctors and explained it to them. And five minutes later, they're regurgitating it back inaccurately. Like yep. they don't care. It's not their profession. It's not right. something that they, you know, I mean, it's not like, even if you're a doctor, it's not like you hear, you get a lesson on it one time. You're like, I got it. Anatomy. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> so it is a lot of stupid information. That's not what they're used to. So um, I don't, I don't, I mean, I remember I, I kind of equate it to like, you remember how you pass your insurance ex licensing exam. Oh yeah. You really don't know any of that shit when you pass. So it. true. Like you're just memorizing enough keywords and all to yep. like, pass the test but i remember like the majority of the stuff that they were talking about in there i'm like i don't i don't really know this stuff i just know like the key words like match kind of up and then i use process of elimination and i'm a decent test taker and that's how i pass like yep. it's not like i understand any of this shit i mean i understand a little bit of it but not like the majority of it so yeah, you didn't need it you don't you don't need you most don't of that stuff it. yeah I mean, like, like I, I remember when i was first taking the test like i first started studying for it when i was 19 and I didn't know jack shit. So I'm just like going through all of it. And my, you know, my dad's going through it with me, studying with me a little bit. And he's like, and he's like, um, he's like, just to let you know. And he turns into like just small little pages of the book. He takes like maybe 10 pages out of like this 300 plus page, you know, study guide. And he's like, this 10 pages is probably all you need to know to do what we do. But you yeah. need to know the rest of the book to pass. But we're, right. you're never going to deal with the rest of it. Yeah. My dad, when I passed, he said, I said, okay, now forget all of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my dad too. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, but, but the same thing with like a Medicare beneficiary. They don't need to know a lot of, like they don't, they need to know about 10% of it to, you know, use their right. going for. If you let me set it up, you know, if you, obviously if you, if you, uh, you need a good agent that's going to point you in the right direction. That's why we get, I love when people come in they're like, just put me on what you put your mama on. And I'm like, okay. There right. you go. I'm like I put everybody on that, you know, like I'm a, in every individual situation, if you really let me, I'm going to put you on exactly what I would put myself on. That's what I say. Not my mom. I don't, I don't, they use that reference. I'm like, you don't know my mom, you know, but, uh, <laughs> don't bring like, I'll put into this. I would put myself <laughs> on. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's anyway, so that's how I quote it. It's like the, that test. You only need to know, um, you know, so much to make, you know, that accurate decision. But it is funny how many people will like try to ask you a billion questions. So, so I got a question for you, Justin. And I thought of you when this happened. Okay. Um, I had an agent call my, my office last week. And it was someone that just, you know, sees me on the forums, sees me on threads, you know. I think they're in my group. Not sure. Need to go throw them out if they are. Um, anyway, so they call my office and they're asking me some questions and I'm telling them, I'm like, well, and they're a new agent, just got their license and they're, you know, and I'm, I'm just like, well, if I were you, I would do X, Y, Z, you know, kind of just having a quick conversation, you know, trying to scope out, see if they want to, you know, contract with us, just not sure what they're calling about. And they're like, they're like, the other thing I wanted to tell you, they're like, they're like, not everyone's like you. Not everyone has a dad that was in the business for 25 years beforehand. He's like, you wouldn't be so successful. You wouldn't have me making so much money if, you know, you, you didn't have your dad in the business. And he's like, I, I don't, I think you're a lesser of an agent. And I told him, I'm like, don't call here again. And I hung up on it. And, um, but I, but I thought of you like, wow, you, you've heard things like that before. I know I'm not the only person. No. What, what do you, what do you, what do you say to people like that? You know what I mean? Um, I mean, I don't know. I, so I, I, um, I, there's, there's a, there's a Gary V video out there that, um, love Gary V. Um, he talks about, there's a, there's a kid in the audience and he says something like, 
Something like, I'm a, what does he, what does he say? I wish I could find the video right now. But he says, this kid in the audience is like, well, you know, I don't, I don't have, you know, I'm, I don't, I didn't grow up in Silicon Valley. I, you know, and he's making this reference, like, you know, I came from nothing. I don't have. Right. I think and, I've seen uh, this video. And then Gary V like gets really mad at him. He's like, um, he says, uh, you know, that most people who grow up in Silicon Valley or grow up with really wealthy dads and stuff and, or whatever that may, whatever they're talking about, whatever that looks like. Uh, I think we grew up in really wealthy dads. Like I have to correct that first, but um, when he, he says like, that is uh, not everybody grows. He said, most of the people that grow up with that end up having, you know, real problems in life. They don't make anything out of it. So like, yeah. it, it's not like there's this thing like, oh, you grow up rich, you're automatically, you know, great at everything or whatever. But, um, you know, having a dad that's an independent agent, a lot of times is like having a dad that is the struggling agent in a group right now. So I'll tell you what I think came out of that for me. Thankfully, I, I went straight into Medicare. I see a lot of these guys scrambling and going straight into final expense. And I'm, you know, I, I think that they, sh they should go into Medicare for at least a mixture in the beginning so they can start building their way out of that and uh, or going into under 65 health or going into something where they're building up some kind of residual base that they're not going to ever build in just final expense. So that's the biggest thing that I, I had going for me. I, me personally, I've had to uh, deprogram my dad's ass backwards thought process like a hundred times, like if I just did what my dad did, I'd still be running direct mail leads. I'd probably be making a hundred thousand a year. I'd probably be doing all right. You know, so, I, so I, I'd, I'd have some direction, but he told me there's no money in drug plans. We don't want to write Medicare Advantage. We don't do under 65 health. We won't do ACA. Uh, Facebook doesn't work. Um, you know, we don't share our secrets with other agents. Um, we don't, you know, I mean, everything that I do, <laughs> my dad was against. So to act like, like all I did was plug into some system my dad right. created. That's not at all what happened. I was in the Marine Corps for eight years. And after my you know, second kid was born, my daughter in Japan, I got really tired of going on these little two month deployments. And I thought, well, what am I going to do? And then I look back and my dad had, you know, worked for, you know, since 1992 and, had, and, you know, the thing about the insurance industry, especially Medicare is, you know, any of you guys that are watching this should be able to get to a six-figure renewal stream if you stay in it long enough. I mean, you ain't got to be a damn rock star, yes. honestly. Yes. So, so it's, so, you know, he had worked up to that and I thought, well, clearly that's a good, a good, you know, career path. I could get into it. And he had told me that the money was really good in it. And so I did get into it because of that. Um, I didn't have like, and then there's like this misconception that like, you know, they finance everything. My dad didn't pay for my licenses. He didn't, uh, he didn't give me like some kind of crazy job where it's like, all right, I'm gonna pay you. And like you paid some kind of fat salary. And he actually, uh, like when people talk about leads, the first leads that I did work were some that people would call in and he would send me out to go to the house. If it came through him, he wouldn't pay me any commission. He just told me it was me going out and getting experience and I'd write it and all the commission would go to him. Actually, I'll tell you this. He paid me, he would pay me $10 a med sup. <laughs> so I need to get my son licensed. Jeez. Uh, yeah. it's, it's not, you know, I mean, I, and I'm very fortunate. Don't get me wrong that um, I had it the way I had it, you know? Um, but it's not like when I say I'm fortunate, it's not like, it was some kind of like golden ticket to the chocolate factory right. and you know, everything was easy. And I know it wasn't for you either. And I think there are some people in the industry that will use that as a cop out because they see somebody doing things successfully and, and gaining traction on maybe where they are or where they right. been, or maybe even passing them in some ways. And then it's like, well, I didn't have this, you know, and I'm like, oh, that's a cop out. I, okay. Yeah, I mean, totally. Um, pussy then i don't know like come on <laughs> being, I, I, I don't have a lot of sympathy for it and a lot of the words that i would use would be very offensive so i'll try to uh, <laughs> i'll try to bite my tongue but like that those people that use that crap you know yeah. just it's just it's just whiny little nonsense you know and so, a lot of it wouldn't matter if they had right you know, 
dads in the industry or grandpas in the industry or great grandfathers in the industry, they'd still be losers. So, yep. so, so I, I, the reason I, the reason I bring it up is because I know you and I've talked about this in the past. Um, and you know, when you're going, when you're going through like, you know, your dad telling you this, you know, we don't make any money on drug plans. Um, sell Medicare supplements, not Medicare Advantage. For my dad, it was sell Medicare Advantage, not Medicare supplements. It was the reverse. But he would say the exact same things. You know, he's like, we we have a Facebook page and there are, no, there are no followers and nobody and we post stuff and nobody does anything. I'm like, well, you don't have any followers. There's no boost. There's no there's no reach. You know, and um, my dad would it like it, it was almost like I was hearing like my mind going back to everything my dad would push back on. Yeah. And it's like very similar, very yeah. similar. I would I would like one day and maybe I can make it happen. Um, get my dad to do an interview about his experience with my evolution in the industry because That'd I have be awesome. conversations be with him, and he he's all the time like you know he'll tell me you know he'll you know some of the things that he's told me personally is like well you know like we'll have com- we'll have we'll have conversations about people that work for me now. And I'll be like, well, I just, I'm, you know, I want them to do this or I want them to take this initiative or something. He's like, you got to remember, like, you're the, the most alpha salesperson I've ever met. Like, you're so aggressive. You, you're absolutely, you know, live for this career. And, and, you know, so some people are not going to live up to that standard. And so those are like, you know, things that, you know, I, that he knows because he's been there. And it didn't take very long to maybe in it for him to decide, well, I don't even have to work anymore because Justin's running everything. So, I mean, he, it, it took him all of, you know, I think 18 to 24 months after I got my insurance license for him to just, you know, go home and be like, oh, I don't have to work anymore because I run everything. So that's not, and that's not me just being prideful about it. It's just, you know, it's who, who I am. So, you know, you can, you can have a leg up. You can be, um, you know, uh, you know. I, I hate using popular people, but like, you know, you could be Donald Trump who got a big, you know, loan or grant from his daddy or whatever, and say, well, he did. You know, everything he did is, you know, meaningless because he did that. Well, no, it's not. The dude still, you know, whatever you think about him, he still right. works all the time and always has and is obsessed with it. And you can say that about a ton of people. I mean, yeah, honestly, yeah. going back to Gary V. Sometimes I hear his story and he talks about, you know, the rags to riches stuff and he's an immigrant, but his parents had a liquor store that was doing like two and a half, $3 million in annual revenue when he started sweeping right. floors in it. So it's yep. not like he started from nothing. He had a platform, you know, but does that mean he didn't work his ass off and build it to a much larger scale thing? If I come in and my dad's making, you know, $200,000 a year and, um, and, you know, and we bring it up to, uh, you know, 15, $20 million a year commissions agency is, does that mean like, oh, you couldn't have done that if it really, maybe I couldn't, maybe by now I would have only grown it to 12 and a half million instead of, you know, <laughs> it's, it's just a stupid concept yep. uh, that people yeah. don't, it's just, it, it is a, it, you know, I don't really talk about it enough because I try not to give those people the, the time of day because right. most people don't think that way. It's just the cop out people that think that way. Yep. And everybody, and I'll tell you this, if you were born in America, you have a leg up. Yeah, if you were born a human, Facts. this is the right. Gary Vee euphemism. If you were born a human being, you probably have a leg up on society. Like four, yeah, 400 born, trillion to one, right? That's yeah, what yeah, he says. Yeah. He says I it's for 400 that. trillion to one that you're even Chances alive. of being a human. Yeah. If you're a human being alive, then you live in America. Right. <laughs> and you live in this era with the internet and Facebook. What more do you want, man? Okay, let me give you a daddy that made 150 to 200. <laughs> That's going to be the make it or break it for you. And now yeah. you're going to be successful. Yeah. That's bullshit. So uh, that's, oh. that, that's how I feel about it, Christian. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think an insurance license really levels the field for, for everybody, right? I mean, I can't tell you how many uh, less skilled people come this in, right? right? Yeah. This is the great equalizer. Yep. People are racist. Okay. Talk like you're white. I mean, I don't know, like whatever, like it's, it doesn't, none of that is, is relevant because you, you can pick this up. I mean, this right here, really, I mean, shit, like I can do everything right here. Right. I mean, 
mm-hmm. I'll go to the beach and sell with nothing but my iPhone, you know, yeah. process and the app right there. It's ridiculous. Yep. I mean, so, you know, I just, I, there, there's the great equalizer is, is, is the telephone. And then again, like you said, I mean, the insurance license, I mean, shit, you don't have to be a, a genius. You no. know, I was watching, um, uh, some of these people, some of these people know my politics, I guess, if I say too much, but I was watching Charlie Kirk the other day, who I think is a really smart guy. And, uh, and he was talking to a guy that was trying to debate him and he was talking about how, uh, degrees are the measure of intellect. And he was like, no, they're not. And then Charlie Kirk said he doesn't have a degree. And I was blown away because he's like one of the smartest guys I ever hear talk. Like, even if you don't agree with him, if you really listen to him, you're like, yeah, but I can't debate him. Like, he's smarter than I am on this stuff, big time. And so you'd have to, so the fun, the thing, that the, the fact that he doesn't have a degree or, you know, this means that you don't need any of that. And with an insurance license, you really is like the great equalizer. Yep. Most people that, can't make it an insurance just don't have uh the the intestinal or whatever fortitude to you know get up and ask people they're they're afraid to do things one thing like i've always you know seen seeing christian uh do things was um he's just not afraid to put out content i see so many people afraid to make a video they're afraid like I don't know about their voice or what they look like or what if they say something stupid or who cares? I see stuff that's stupid all the time. <laughs> okay. doesn't matter to me. So do I. <laughs> I mean, it's, stu- it's stupid. Like, why do I care about that? Get, on yeah. and get yeah. out there. You're not ever going to sell anything until you get in front of people. The only thing that we've figured out to this point is like, I can get in front of a lot more people through this medium yep. and these mediums than, uh, than I can over the phone. But I started out, just with the phone. And I remember um, when I first started, Aetna's number one sales agent, uh, number, or he was like a top five guy. And his name was Osama on there. And I'm like, that's Shit, a hurdle. Yeah, that's yeah. a hurdle. <laughs> like one by Sam or something. But the thing was like, like, just do that. Like, I mean, yeah. the, the phone and, 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 and marketing and the, are the great equalizer and, and, you know, people now, it just doesn't mean as much anymore, but like all the cop-outs that are out there, you know, excuses. You, you, you can sell over the phone. You can sell, you can just not sell to the assholes. <laughs> there's plenty yeah. of people. So I just don't think that there's uh, any excuse to not, you know, do well. And I'm not saying everybody has to be, you know, a multi-millionaire, but if you need financial freedom and you need, you know, and you need to make, you know, hundred grand, 150 grand, 75 grand, whatever that looks like to you, you can do it yep. with an insurance license and a telephone That's or an it. insurance That's license and a damn list of leads and knocking on, you can do it anyway. Yep. What do they say? Who is that? I was listening to the other day. Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Lopez. Ooh. Mrs. J-Lo. Jennifer Lopez. I like tacos and burritos. South Park. South Park. <laughs> there you go. There's Taco Tuesday. So, so he said, uh, she said, Taco burrito. She was, oh, we were watching that damn dance show she's on with, uh, hilarious. With, uh, what's his name? Not maybe Mia or anyway, she said, hard work beats talent when talent don't work hard. Y'all heard that before, right? Yes. Yeah. Hard work that's our industry. Work hard. Yep. And I mean, that's like, I know plenty of people that are, um, more talented than others that those people beat them uh, because they just put in the time and the effort and the energy and the work and they're just not afraid you know they're not yep. they're, that fear man that gets people fear of going into a business and asking them telling them what you do or that fear of going into um, I was talking to my guys in the office here we have we, we, we just funnel with leads and marketing and everything and I, and I love the way we have it set up and I was telling them was like when I started like I was going to pharmacies. I was going to PNC agencies. I was working the BNI route. I was buying direct mail leads. I was doing everything I could, you know. Um, and and uh, now we just have this streamlined system. And so it's like, you know, but you know, but I wasn't afraid to to pave that. And now I still get referrals off all of that. All of that uh, energy you put into it is you're building this this uh, this base. And we're getting back to it. Like we're. I was just having a call with somebody about grassroots marketing again, like now we're just pumping some money behind it too. But, um, but it's, you know, building those relationships and getting out and talking to people. And 
you know, I mean, I'm probably decent at it, but there are plenty of people that, you know, maybe aren't social, but just step outside. Sure. Of that zone. Don't you think that people like use that whole introvert? hundred totally like yeah like 100%. i remember i remember when um when i first started there was a story that really stuck in in my craw a little bit what's up christian <laughs> what's up steven <laughs> what's up <laughs> um but uh but no i my, my dad would always tell me the story he's like he's like because i always struggled with a hip and the tests and the stuff when i first started like i don't anymore like i know I know what I'm doing now, but like when I was 19 years old, 20 years old, 21 years old, I, I, I had a hard time with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my, my dad would always tell me this story to try to encourage me when I was in my first couple of years. And he would be like, you know, I've had people come in this office, you know, blow through their licensing exam, fed people that, you know, blow through the certs, get a hundred percent and everything like that. And they'd sit in the back room in our office for six months, eight months, and they couldn't sell jack shit. You know, there's this one guy yep. in particular that my dad always would talk about and he would, he brought him in and the dude was super smart, you know, like real fancy degree, you know, aced every test, that kind of stuff. But he was so horribly bad on the phone and he was afraid of the phone and he sold one app in six months and my dad sold it for him. <laughs> and so my dad ended up having a conversation with me. He's like, it's not working out. You're going to have to go. And I always, I always think of that. You know, like when I'm, when I, when I'm thinking, you know, maybe I'm not qualified. I mean, but you know, I might, I might, I might not be great at everything. I might not, you know, be tech as technical as I want to be as tech savvy as I want to be, you know, but I can pick up the phone and I can sell something. We had a a lot of people that can't. My wife, when I first started here, we needed another income. So she got a job at Allstate. It was an Allstate agency owner. And I, I think he thought like, oh, you know, her husband sells the other line. So he'll refer to her. And so he, he tried to recruit her in and, um, and she took a job there making like, like eight bucks an hour or something supposed to make commission too. But they were like, he was like, well, I'm not going to pay you commission until I recover the $8 an hour. I'm like, oh my God, what a cheap ass. But anyway, he he had hired her in and uh, there was a, um, there was a, a guy that had started there similar at a similar time. And he had, uh, he had a, just graduated and got a bachelor's degree and he came into the office and he's hanging up like all of his, his collegiate stuff, you know, like I'm alumni, I'm not right. going to say the university cause I like them and I don't want to degrade them, but, um, <laughs> but he hung it all up and he was like, yeah, everything, you know, I'm, I don't know, just kind of that, you know, that, you know, those college guys and all mm-hmm. that. Well, he, um, he hangs all that up and then he goes to take the insurance licensing exam and he took it four times and failed it four times. And, and then, you know, one day he came in and just took all his collegiate gear down and left. And it was funny because like on the kind of the reverse side of that story, like this guy's got a degree and he couldn't even pass the licensing exam, you know. And so, yeah, I mean, you know, people are different, you know, and who knows? I mean, he might have been the best damn salesman around. But he couldn't get through that, you know, damn exam. But but it, it, it's a it's a similar side to that, you know. It's like people, um, you know, that just like somebody that comes in and aces the test. I've had agents that don't work here anymore that made the highest I've ever seen on the insurance licensing exam. Um, right. You know, they just didn't end up working out for other reasons. But uh, you know, I, I I think the 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 hard work and not treating it like a job. I mean, if you want a job, there are jobs. There there are jobs where your your income is not on the line. You're not paying the bills. Um, that exists out there. Uh, and you can go do that. Um, but, you know, insurance is, is, is a career, but you're building out something um, real. And in the long run, it's better. And for me, it's fulfilling, you know, even if I'm working more than I would if I worked some job. First of all, my income is way higher now. But then the, you know, the, the other side of that is uh, it's just enjoyable to create something and have dignity that you're making improvements and even when i'm like my head is spinning because i'm like oh my god i got so many irons in the fire i don't even know what's going on um you know i still you know come out of it and finally get you know get my head above water again and i look back and i'm like man we're just growing like crazy everything so i i really enjoy it and i think that um you know if people could make it through those 
ups and downs of the first few years and just work their ass off, then um, and, and that few years can be different for different people, you know, depending on what your goals are, because those ups and downs can be more up and downy. Oh yeah. Know, uh, for, for a lot of people, but um, you know, I think that there's so much opportunity right now. There is, you know, especially just if you just chase, if you, and the Medicare market is growing, there's more people coming into it every day. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, it, it's just, it's just so much opportunity. There and is the amount of money that they're throwing it at us to get these people signed up. Now, if you look at uh, what street level commissions for med subs were in MA, like, 10, 15 years ago. Oh, nothing different it is now. Yeah. There was and no people money. Come in and they were like, I haven't written anything, but is there any way I could get an MGA contract that's above that? You know? <laughs> <laughs> like GA I'm recruiting is, now. I haven't yeah. written anything, but I'm recruiting a downline now. <laughs> I, I have a friend who would be great for this too. Well, yeah. okay, maybe okay. find out if you're good for it, like first. <laughs> yeah. That was like, my, where did that, where did I put that the other day? It was, it was something you put up. Yeah, it was, I saw I, that, so, yeah your comment well, on I'm, that. I'm, I'm, I'm working on um, writing another a book because I, I don't yeah. have enough to do, yeah. uh, apparently. And, um, and, 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 and I, yeah, I laughed when I saw the comment. I thought it was really funny. Start yeah. recruiting first, first of all. Start recruiting first, learn how to sell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get it, get an FMO contract, then start recruiting, <laughs> then learn how to sell. Do it completely backwards. So Find the FMO that will give you the highest levels, but, but they've never sold anything. Yes. Ever. They can't help you That's and you've it. never sold anything. That's step one. <laughs> so I, uh, in my group, uh, how to market and sell insurance to seniors, shameless plug. If you guys want to join, um, I teased earlier, there's a story I want to share here today. And I'm, I want to ask Christian and Justin while they're on with me, this is your craziest client story. So I'm going to go first. So take a minute. You guys okay. think about your craziest client story. I'm going to share mine. So, um, this was my first week. So I got my insurance license. I'm selling mortgage protection, life insurance with an agency. Um, I'm going out with another agent. They're my trainer, right? And this is a client that they had already met with who had a term policy and they were trying to sell them on like an IUL. So we're actually in, uh, at the time it was Eugene, Oregon. Um, and I'm with this guy again. This is my first week. I, I, I'm barely, you know, wet behind the ears. I barely know anything. And we're sitting down in this gentleman's house and, and you know, I'm trying to just really focus on the small talk. I'm building rapport. I'm talking, talking to him about, you know, his life, what he does. So he's a, he's a cross uh, road trucker. So he delivers stuff all across the U S and he had like 10 days off because he works like 20 days on and then he's off for 10 days. No one else was home. So it was just me, the insurance agent that I was working with and uh, this gentleman. And then for some reason, guns came up. And so uh, he's, you know, he's really, he gets really excited. He's like, oh, guns. He's like, oh, I want to show you my gun. So he runs. I have a replica. <laughs> this is, this is my son's toy gun. Um, I just kind of brought this for fun, but it's a pistol just like this. And he comes out and he's like, yeah, check it out. Uh, and, and he goes and uh, he does this sweet, literally he swept it like this, like right across <laughs> as he's showing it and so i mean literally like at my chest at the the trainer the agent i'm with chest and then he goes like this and he's he's showing us the profile of the gun and then his finger slips and he hits the trigger and he shoots into his cabinet in the kitchen <laughs> and we're just sitting there you know he's got his laptop <laughs> open he's presenting he's showing him the illustrations for this iul and then he, sh he shoots the cabinet. And what we find out later is, I guess he had been drinking like moonshine that day. So that we didn't even realize it, but he was just like blitzed, <laughs> completely drunk. He shoots his gun off. And I actually asked him if I could keep the, he dug the bullet out of his cabinet. So I keep this as a reminder. And I just remember thinking, I'm like, what's the, the irony of like my first week of selling life insurance and Someone almost kills me while I'm doing it. <laughs> Most people would have quit. Yeah. Most oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I don't know why I'm still in this industry after that, but I am. And I keep this as a reminder. So that's my craziest story. 
He was pitching an IUL to this guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. seemed like an IUL prospect. Yeah, not not your typical IUL prospect <laughs> at all. So he was um, this, this this agent sounds like he just went for like the jugular on every client. Like, so <laughs> yeah. your borderline LIS. Um, I think what you should do is get a Plan F and a <laughs> whole line. <laughs> well, and then he well, and then he actually closed it too before we left. So like, our ear, oh my god, he's like, I need a voided check. I need you to sign here, sign here, and sign here. You know, he had already kind of gone through the presentation, and he just gets out of there. And, I'm, and I was just like, this is crazy. I'm like, that was the craziest experience by far. Um, so wow. I'd love to hear from you guys your craziest client story or your craziest. I, I got I got one in mind. Do you want to go last, Justin, or do you want to go next? I can, I'm, I'm, I'm with whatever. Um, okay. I can tell one. So I don't, I think that my, let's see. So we've actually had some pretty intense ones come in the office and, you know, intense people. Um, but probably, um, the funniest was I went to this lady's house. She lived uh, alone and she had a, uh, um, a little dog a little ankle biter. He was old. And um, I go in and she was um, piddling around in the kitchen looking for her Medicare card. And this dog keeps biting my ankle. And um, I just start to like kind of kick at him. Oh, no. <laughs> get him away from me. And I kick him like one time and he goes, oh, and he rolls over and looks like rigor mortis sets in like he just dies in 20 seconds in front of me while she's still in there and he's just sitting there like like i mean just looks dead like he just died instantly and and frozen time like mr freeze killed him and so she's still in there and i was like oh shit like she's gonna come in here this is gonna ruin everything dead dogs on the floor so I took him and I pushed him under the couch. <laughs> of course. And I finished the appointment and wrote, wrote her meds up and left. And I don't know what happened to that dog. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Dude, everyone's had that dog that they wanted to just punt across the room. And, and Justin they... actually killed that dog. I was just like, stop messing with me. <laughs> Um, I don't know. We, we, we've had people come in here and, um, you know, that just, just nuts. People that came in threatening to beat up the girls that work in here. I had one guy that was a US, retired U.S. Marshal. This wasn't long ago. He comes in and uh, he's, he, we had sold his, his wife. They live in Mississippi, but they have a, a house in Alabama. Well, his brother has a United Healthcare Medicare Advantage plan and he he grossly misunderstands it but he's using this place in Alabama to have him has himself a United Healthcare Medicare Advantage plan his wife had come in and one of our agents had uh, his wife had come in like a week or two before two weeks before probably with the human resources manager from where she was retiring and this lady clearly, like, I think had like early onset dementia or something. And so she comes in with the human resources person and, and as kind of her helper, you know, the, I mean, the lady thought she needed help that bad that she came in with her. And he wrote her, because uh, she lives in Mississippi and there's no Medicare Advantage option like that here. It was Humana, but the hospitals won't accept it here. So she writes him, um, or she writes her, or he writes her a mutual of Omaha plan G and the best drug plan for, and um, anyway, so like apparently they had called back in like after that, and this guy had called in all belligerent, like, you got to cancel this. She didn't want any of this, you know, just real belligerent, which was complete BS. Like they came in with the human resources manager and picked this out. Like she just didn't know how to stand up to her crazy husband. But he's like, she didn't want any of this. You got to cancel it. And so uh, Stephen tells them, uh, okay, well, you can, you can cancel it. Here's the phone numbers. And basically it was like, you're, if, you know, I worked hard on this and, and y'all asked that they asked a billion questions and I did everything right. And this is exactly what she wanted. And you're calling me yelling. So you can cancel it. You get more flies with honey than vinegar, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. you know, just ask nicely. Hey, 
we live in Alabama. Shoot, we could have enrolled them in the U if they wanted to use some Alabama address, even though I would have advised them and actually talked about it. But he comes in and he's, you know, he's he's real mad and yelling and he's got his wife with him. And I'm I'm out there. Stephen wasn't out there. And um he's yelling at the girls up front. And I go out there and I'm talking to him and trying to be nice. And he says, uh, he's like, talk, he explains this situation a little bit, like about this UHC plan. And I was like, oh, well, you know that, you know, that plan is different. You do have, you know, uh, some out of pocket, you have a network. He's like, it covers everything. And I have this Medico hospital indemnity plan with it, and it covers everything. And I was trying to explain it to him a little bit to like calm him down and um, explain the difference. And he was like, and I, and so I said, well, what about you know, chemotherapy or kidney dialysis. Cause I was like, obviously these are the things that it's not going to cover. And I said, what about kidney dialysis? Is it going to, um, is it going to cover, you know, the 20% of kidney dialysis? Cause it's, clearly it's not. Medico is not going to cover that in your, your uh, MAPD is not. And I know it's not. And he said, I don't care. If, <laughs> I don't care if your DICK falls off and it's rolling around on the ground <laughs> and just starts, you know, yelling, you know, profanity. And so I told him, I'm like, I said, you need to get the hell out of my office. Cause he's yelling in front of all these girls and cussing at us. I said, you can get the hell out of my office and cancel it your damn self. And he's already telling us he's going to call the insurance commissioner. You hear that all the time. Oh yeah. So, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sure he's going to, yeah. He really wants to hear from you. Yeah. And I'm like, get the hell out of my office or I'm going to call the police. And he pulls out this little miniature u.s marshals badge i guess they get it like when they retire or something he's like, they're already here i was like you ain't no damn like, badge get out of here you know and i just oh. i was so mad at him because he come in yelling and yelling they're already at everybody and i'm like just if you just come in and been nice like we'd have canceled it for you done anything you want like i'm have no problem with that but don't come in here yelling at us acting like you're gonna be one one guy's like acting like he was gonna beat up one of these little girls in here she's like he's like i'm about to take her head off and i was oh like gosh like 96 pounds like you're a big man you know yeah, <laughs> seriously uh, i don't know we get we get you get all kinds of crazy oh stuff. yeah oh my gosh all right christian let's hear it okay so the craziest one that comes to mind is so um i'm in my second year i think i'm in i think it's 2015 and I go to, I go out to this home appointment and the guy, when I call and make the appointment, you know, back then all we were doing was cold calling. So it was someone turning 65 kind of deal, but he was on Medicare disability. So he already had a plan kind of deal. He sounded kind of weird on the phone. You know how like you call people up and they just don't, they sound off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you make the appointment anyway, right. you know? And they so said, on. yes. Yeah. <laughs> they said, yes. Yep. Yeah. I mean, uh, so so, so I go to, I go to the house and um, I get to the front door and there's a, there's a piece of paper taped to the front door that says, Christian, call this phone number when you get here. I'm like, okay. Uh-uh. I'm like, this, this is going to be interesting. So I'm like, I can already tell. So I call the phone number and the guy picks up, still sounds very, very off, right. you know, maybe more so this time than we, the first time we talked to the phone. So he's like, he's like, the garage is open. He's like, go into the garage. I'm like, okay. So I'm like very carefully stepping into the garage. I have this huge bag at this point that I, that I, that I, that I would carry around full of every like, you know, Medicare Advantage, med sub plan in the area that we had. Application form you could ever need. Everything. (laughs) Paper apps, paper apps, scopes, you name it. I had, I had it all. And um, so, but it weighs like, it weighs more than I do. So I'm like, carry, I'm, I'm walking through. And I go into the garage and I'm still on the phone with him. And he's like, he's like, don't go in the front door, turn left and you'll see a stairway going down to the cellar. And so at this point, I'm a little freaked out. Dude, I would have been At this point, it's like some, nope, some silence of the lambs like shit. And um, so I very, I'm like, and so I stop, I'm I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, shit, I'm like, is this worth it? Is this worth it? I'm like, of course. So I go down the stairs. Of course it is. And um, broke. I mean, I, yeah. I was new. I was new. I was new. I was, I was hungry, you know? Um, and so I come, I come through the door and it's this big kind of open area, but it is like a cellar. Basically. It looks like it's pretty soundproofed, you know, like rock walls and all this stuff. And um, he's sitting on the other end of the room in this little tiny, like almost like a closet like room. And he's in this spinny, you know, computer chair. And he's like, he's the guy's big. The guy's really big. He must have been like six, six, maybe 300 pounds. And I'm not very big. 
I'm not a very big guy. I was, I was, I'm, I probably weigh a buck 50. I'm like five, seven, five, eight kind of deal. So he's like, he's like, he's like, come here, come here. And I'm like, okay. So I, I very cautiously walk over there and um, he, he, he grabs my arm, pulls me in, sits me down in the chair next to him and closes the door. There's no one else oh, in there, but him. Geez. There's no one else down there, but him. So I'm like, and he's talking to me about what he has. You know, he has like a Molina plan or something. And um, I got this real sick to my stomach feeling. I felt like claustrophobic <laughs> and everything. And I was like, I, 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 and we were in a real enclosed area. It must have been like a third the size of my office in here. Maybe, maybe even a quarter. And so I, 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 met, I, I sit with there and talk to him for like 20 minutes. And I start thinking to myself, I'm like, if this guy like got a hold of me or grabbed me, I'd never get away. You know, he's, he's so much bigger than me. Like, I feel like, I feel like a helpless woman in like a scary movie. And like, there's some <laughs> guy like chasing her in like the garden or something or like the, the, the park. So right. I make an excuse to leave. Um, he doesn't want me to leave, but I'm like, I gotta go. I'm sorry. I gotta, and I make some excuse and I get out of there. But yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty freaky. That's the, that's the, that's the one that comes so to you, mind. The most. You didn't get, you didn't get like, I didn't get it. Yeah, I didn't get it. I let it go. I let it go. I, I was waiting for a cannibal ending to that. Like, can I just eat <laughs> one of your toes? Something crazy. <laughs> yeah, that uh, we we had kind of a. I wasn't on it, but my uh, stepsister and my dad went on an appointment together one time that years ago <clears throat> with a guy they swear was the next Buffalo Bob, like that. So <laughs> he was wearing like makeup and stuff, and had like he just kept showing them stuff in the house, and it just uh, like oh no. Wanting to wear their skin, you know, ah. asking her what size clothes was... she wore and stuff. <laughs> that, that's terrifying. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, no. Not long ago. So. There, oh, there, was, there was one. So my wife picked up her license briefly and made an appointment with some guy. And there was someone like that that we encountered. And I went, I went with her on the appointment because I was teaching her. Yeah. And, um, and we get to the guy's house and it's like, like a house that's not even built, you know, the address. And it's like, you know, the, the, the frames are up and that's about it kind of deal. Like there's no house. And so it's completely pitch black and he looks super pissed off to see me there. <laughs> and then, he, and then he's like, he's like, well, my son's sleeping in there. We can't talk here. My son's sleeping in there. So we get in, he gets in his car and he wants us to follow him to another house. <laughs> what the frick? It was like, yeah, there was something like that. Like we were pretty sure like he had some pretty, yeah messed up intentions so we get to his house and he says he has a humana medicare advantage plan so we we get an agent of record letter we send it in find out he doesn't really have humana he has etna or something else and so it was just it was weird terrifying. It, was, it was something like that i think he had some weirdo intentions man well i've heard some some really good stories before and i think that uh but mostly i meet really good people so really yeah. really cool I, people interesting yeah. people that's true. people, man. I've met people that were. I met one guy that was a. Uh, he was an army veteran, but on Iwo Jima with the Marines, uh, and he was there for months, uh, and was the cleanup crew. He was one of the guys that had to bury the Japanese and American dead after the battle. Oh, and he had all these pictures. He was a big like photography, you know, hobbyist. Wow. He had all these pictures and artifacts and stuff. And, he was super cool, and his mind was pretty sharp. He was about ninety-two when I met him, but he was telling me all these stories. And, uh, he just liked talking to veterans, and so he. So I sat there. I didn't sell him anything, but I sat there for like two and a half hours, just hanging out and talking to him. So uh, I remember I didn't have my cell phone, and my wife was calling me, and uh, I, I died or something. And I get in the car later in my Corolla back then. I have a Mercedes and a Jeep JL now, but back in the day, it was an old Corolla so <laughs> light at the end of the tunnel guys but yeah <laughs> get back in there and i remember getting her back on the phone and she's like freaking out and i'm like i'm sorry i was hanging out with world war ii veterans so you can't that's be cool. mad at me unless you hate old men that were that served in the war <laughs> that's right well hey justin we really appreciate you coming on we i try to keep this to about an hour and i i know how busy you are but i'd like to kind of you know ask final thoughts anything you want to share with with everybody uh, before we wrap up no man i, I like the taco tuesday um uh, approach man I, I wish i'd had tacos uh, i'm probably going to get some tacos on the way home now there we and, go that counts it still counts i think this is awesome um 
thank you. I respect both of you guys. I know you're both busy too. And I, I, I like putting out just, you know, content that's easy to digest. That's why we've been doing the vlogs lately, just trying to show people like, I like it. the, you know, just downtime and the fun that, you know, we have in between and, and, and try to, you know, let a lot of those independent guys feel like they're part of our, you know, community too. Um, uh, and feel like they, they're not just all out alone out in the world. So, um, you know, and I think this does that too. So appreciate you guys yeah. taking the time to do it. And it's fun. You know, it's just fun hearing other people's stories and takes and for sure. And, uh, and venting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Venting. Um, and shout out to Medicare monsters, what, uh, you and uh, yeah. Robert Bach are doing. I mean, to get like FMO level training, you guys that normally you have to sign away on contracts and your firstborn child, and, you know, they have it at a very reasonable price and you get access to all this content that uh, both Justin and uh, Robert Bach have put together, Medicare Bob. Um, so, yeah, highly recommend that. And I love your videos, man. Like you said, I'm, I think most of them are, are like that easy to digest, um, you know, very informative. So, yeah, definitely keep it up. Yeah, buddy. I sure will. I'm about to put one up right now. It's uh, Banker's Fidelity Cancer uh, Policy Review with Ryan McMillan and Corey Jones from Banker's Fidelity try to do a little bit of like actual informational videos and then, you know, some that just are fun. And I don't even know what the end result of that kind of stuff is other than, you know, I'm, I'm a big Gary Vee fan and he said, document everything. So that's, yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Absolutely. Christian, any, any final thoughts you want to share? Uh, Just two. Um, If uh, Medicare, Bob, uh, Mr. Bache is watching this, we need to get him on one of these. That'd be great. Um, And, and I know Glenn always teases me, says I pretend to read books and it's a sin and all this stuff. Um, (laughs) I got a bunch of Gary V books on my bookshelf. So they're, they're really there. Um, They're there, but I understand they're there physically. (laughs) Have you actually read them? That's I've read two of them. I've read, I've read, I've read, I've read crush it and jab, 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 right hook. I haven't read crushing it yet. That's on my to do list. I've not read crushing it. I've listened to the audio book crush it. And I've read the majority of Jab, 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 Right Hook. Um, and I, I listen to all of it, you know, and some people like, they, those people are so controversial. There's uh, there's one thing that I don't like about Gary Vee. I'll tell you what it is. Okay, okay. He likes his parents more than his wife and kids. Yeah, what's the, what's <laughs> he's, he's, what is he's, he's vocal about it. And I'm just, I'm like, you know, I love my parents, but I'm not, like he talks about it not, and I don't think he says it like that, but he talks right. like all this stuff, like about how much he loves his parents. And he's, he has had things where he talked about like his parents compared to his, and I was like, okay, that's weird. That's weird. I can't, I can't like, cause, cause my wife can't and get kids down with are like, yeah. like they're, they're the anchor in life. You know what I mean? They're yeah. like, they're, yeah. they're, they hung the moon. And so that, that always weirded me out. Um, and there's things I don't like about, uh, like Grant Cardone, but man, I sure do like listening to his audio books. If you want to kick in the nuts and think you're like a complete loser, uh, that's will do it. Yeah. Listen to be obsessed or be average. He, he really, uh, you know, makes me feel like, a, like I need, I'm not working hard enough. So, and, and I, I'm the kind of guy that thrives on that, like the ET, yep. the hip hop uh, preacher and, and yeah, be obsessed or be average, man. They, they just help me when I'm feeling My favorite like, Cardone book. Yeah, it's it's good. So whatever I knew, he's got some weird practices, and there's things that I probably don't agree with at all on him. But as far as like from a motivational standpoint, he 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 can motivate you. So you gotta he's take what you can from everybody. Like you don't have to agree with me on everything, but if you yep. if there's something that I can help with, Steal take something. that and then move on. And then there's yep. something Christian can help with, or Glenn, or all these different people in hundred percent industry and make and it your all own all over the world. Just consume and piece it together to fit what you need. You know, don't try totally. to be, what did the, don't, I don't, I don't want to be the next Michael Jordan. I want to be the, the first Justin. I want to be the only Kobe yeah. Bryant or, yeah. Yeah. or Justin Brock. That's right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, hey, anyone who's watching, feel free to comment below on the video. We'd love to answer any questions you have. And until next Tuesday, keep eating tacos, everybody. We'll catch you on the live. Peace. Thanks for watching.